exactly is a ransomware attack for for people who don't know? I guess the first thing I would I would say um, is a ransomware attack is usually not just a it isn't the actual vulner isn't the actual attack. Um, they're usually delivered um, through a different means, whether it be through a Trojan or some other kind of malware infection is what usually gets them into your system. Um, and then the ransomware itself uh, is, is pretty um, um, discreet in that it's, it's it doesn't look to regular antiviruses and regular spyware scanners don't look doesn't look like a threat because it's 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 not it, it's just a it's just a program out there. Um, and, and the thing is, is then those those people are using that to then see what you have and where you are and what you're doing and then being able to, to see at what point they can launch this attack once they have the credentials, once they have the information they need. So it's disguised well and it could be sitting on yes. your server, whatever it is, for a long for, time. For a good amount of time, for, for sure. It could be sitting out there and and waiting till it got the proper permissions that it needed to be able to, to do a successful uh, attack. So are there some that where it's like a completely automated thing? So it, it, it it's like an infection, it gets into the network and then it just starts doing a thing? Or are there some where it gets into your system and then there's like actually someone who's sitting somewhere yes. doing stuff? Yeah, no, both, both. Yes, for sure. Um, you know, we see with, you know, just, just to kind of throw it out there right off the top, you know, off of this is that these aren't tied to the big businesses that we were talking about, you know, um, the pipeline, they, they get in the news. Uh, everybody, everybody out there, it's just um, is vulnerable to these types of attacks. And um, the differences are is most of these big ones that are getting hit are what you were saying, a person. You know, they see an entry, they see a big fish and they're going to go for it. Most small, medium businesses, there isn't that guy sitting there looking for XYZ customer, um, you know, little company. Those are more on the automated side where it then is it gets in the network start seeing what's going on and then maybe notify somebody and then they can start the ball rolling further mm. um but yeah most most ones that we see are usually you know 75 percent of them are, are probably an automated um, attack that then uh, yeah. uh, opens the door or alerts somebody that hey this we see what's going on here this is what we got and now uh, you can do what you want with it yeah so i think a lot of people especially you know obviously we talk about business central here which means it's a lot of small, mid-sized companies. And I think a lot of people just naturally think like, well, look, I'm just a, you know, $20 million manufacturer of widgets, you know, uh, kind of under the radar. No one's going to come after me, right? But I don't think that's really the truth, right? I mean, these are like automated things that are just looking for servers and, and computers Correct. to attack. Right? Correct. It could be anything from someone's home, you know, and, and yeah, no, there's, there's no, there's no, definitely no uh, discrimination when it comes to this, if you want to say it that way. Yeah. Um, you know I mean? It's, it's, it's open game. Yeah. They don't care about how much money you make, how little you make, uh, what you're selling, what you're not selling. Um, um, so to that, it's like a numbers game. Yeah. Right? It's a number, yeah. Exactly so what it is. The more they put out there, exactly. and then eventually they just get something yeah. in the, just like just like you know, it's very similar, and, and a lot of these come in with like these phishing and spoofing emails that get. That's how a lot of these things get started. Is you yeah. open the door um, with these things and hope you hit. You know, you send out a million emails and hope you get yeah. one person to do something, and and then it just spirals into a. Yeah, into the, a the phishing emails, the spoof emails. I, I am absolutely terrified yes. to click anything in an email anymore, yeah. even if it's from somebody. That I know that's yes. not somebody in the organization, even in the organization a little bit. But you get something from somebody you know that's not that's outside the organization. 
you know, I'm hovering over the links, sort of see where it comes from. And right. even then, if it's an attachment, yeah, you start still thinking works. twice. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. And uh, and that's you know that we're gonna kind of get into that a little later, but that's uh, that's one of the big things. Just like you said, even someone like you that knows a pretty good amount of what to look for and, and links nice. and and, uh, and things like that. I mean, that's the biggest thing is in which we'll get into is you know education will be is right. one of the things that is is a real big piece of this. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you got something you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Ah, so all right. well, recently I know there was a Microsoft Exchange attack, and I know a lot of uh, our customers and a lot of people around the world, you know, use Microsoft uh, Exchange. The attack was known as Hafnium. I think I'm saying that right. I'm not. I'm not sure. So, <laughs> but it affected a lot of NAV users, Business Central users, and and a lot of other people. Now I've heard that in special cases, the FBI was granted permission to actually go into your database if you were attacked and clean up, try to clean up whatever they could. Um, and, and and I think I heard that they didn't even have to notify you of of getting in there and, and cleaning it up. So it's kind of like a three part a three yeah. part question. The first is, have you heard about the attack? <clears throat> Do you know what it is? Yes, for sure, <clears throat> for sure. All right. The second part is, is it true the FBI was granted access and they did not need to inform the actual owner? And then answer those. We'll get into the third part. Yeah. So <clears throat> so yes or no uh, answer to that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, the FBI was granted a um, a search warrant. Um, to be able to get into monitor systems for these known um, queries that they were seeing or the infections. <clears throat> and they were then able to go in and to disable those web queries wow. and without notifying the end user of it. <clears throat> now, after the fact, they did, they had to notify them after they did that. Oh. So these people did get letters from the FBI saying what they did what they didn't do and what they were authorized not to, you know, what they were able to do as part of this search warrant, what they weren't. What they were was to disable these web scripts. What they weren't was look at your data or get anything personal off of your system. <clears throat> yeah, so it was, it was a, it's a yes or no question that one. So yeah, they, they, they got a piece, but they weren't able to just giving you the full reign to do whatever they wanted to. And I'm assuming it's, it's, uh, that was important to, to kind of stop the spread of that. Right, like in order to ensure that it didn't continue to infect other computers, other networks. Yeah, I think what they found out is that uh, a lot of people weren't patching the systems. <clears throat> they weren't taking these seriously, and um, <clears throat> so many of these systems they were determining were <clears throat> government um, or uh, DOD, <clears throat> and um, they determined that okay, this is national security now. These are like companies that are doing work for the government um, that aren't taking their, you know, and fixing this stuff. And it became a, a, a national security thing that yes, we're gonna, we gotta do this if they're not, if they're- So you could have granted them access into the actual government database. Yes, or yeah, or, or whatever they were basically working on for them. That, um, they, so that's that's why this was um, was done. Uh, but it is, it is a little scary. Yeah, so now, now if your organization was breached and that you got the letter from the FBI saying that we went in there and we, we clean up and try to do whatever whatever they want. Um, is there still a need to reach out to like an IT professional such as yourself, or is it possible the FBI clean everything up once you got the letter? Do you have to worry about nothing anymore, or, or what? Um, for sure, you got definitely should be reaching out. I think right in the letter it tells you that they 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 disabled the lowest end of these scripts and these web key uh, web scripts and uh, queries, and um, the rest of it's still out there. Um, we've uh, you know we've uh, we've seen it personally um, on a couple of systems and. Uh, we had to get in there and do cleanup after the fact to yeah. get rid of all the rest of it that was under the hood that could have possibly started over again or opened up other doors to other things. Um, so they, you should definitely, if you have any signs of it or received a letter, um, don't just assume it's cleaned up and, and you're 
you're good. Wow. Now, do you think these all these cyber security attacks and ransomware threats are they are they going to end soon? <laughs> he was trying to hold back the yeah. sound. Yes, he was trying to hold that back. Yes, if we're on TV. We would be. Uh, um, yeah, no, they're not going away anytime soon, and, and it's not going to help anyone when they see that people are paying these things. So that's that's you know as. You know, I, I guarantee everyone that's probably listening to this has had somebody that they know that's been affected by these. And um, one of the first things the government or any type of company is going to tell you is do not pay the ransom. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you know, in the, instance of, in, in the instance of this, it's just they have no other options. And, uh, you know, in this case, you know, with the pipeline, it was, you know, the whole southeast of the country you yeah. know, shutting down. And, you know, and uh, um, so it was, yeah, it was one of those things where I think a decision had to be made, and and yeah. uh, and, and and they decided to do it. But um, by the way, that's what we in the biz call a softball question. There you go. You threw it up there. It was like a big beach ball. <laughs> I like it. It's a biz. So yeah, yeah. ransomware would actually go away, right? If if nobody paid the fine. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Be gone. Yeah. They, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, there's no, no there's no positive. Yeah. Yeah, that's what makes the ransom. You know, going back to kind of your original question on what you know, what, you know, what's making ransomware is that it's the first time really in, in in the history of computers where you know your viruses and your spyware, you know, spyware was kind of advertising, um, wanting to get things, you know, pop ups on your machine to kind of get you to buy things and do this and do that. Um, you know, and if viruses were more just to disrupt your systems and make them kind of unusable. Now they're taking it personal. They don't care that your your yeah. machine still continues running. But we're going to take your pictures. We're yeah. going to take your kids, you know, life, your history that you have of your kids' pictures, or your company. You know, you're going to take all your financial information, all your customer information, and we're going to take it from you. And now you got to pay for it to get it back. So they're hitting where it really hurts. Where uh, in the past that wasn't the case. You'd, you know, you'd reload a machine and you had all your data and you back up your data and you reloaded your machine if you got that infected and just said forget it, let's just wipe it. But you can't do that because you don't got your data, and that's. So now that you've thoroughly scared the shit out of me, <laughs> what's worse? What? <laughs> yeah. What do people need to be doing to keep themselves safe, right? To keep themselves protected? What are com what are some of the key things that that people should be doing today Don't before buy it's too late? All right, and they have to deal with this. Don't buy digital currencies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a very fine line for sure. Um, you know, in, in you know the the easiest thing that you know a lot of a lot of people you know sometimes hear you know well, let's just you know let's go back to just disconnect everything so we're not all you know <laughs> our you know our systems aren't connected to anything which is just isn't the case. The internet's just impossible. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Let's let's uh, let's let's you know, go offline and we'll be by our, you know by ourselves and just run our stuff. Um, you know, without going to that, you know, that extreme, everything is tied together now. There's too much of that. So you basically got to look and make yourself uh, the hardest one, right? I mean, they're going to go for the low, the low hanging fruit, um, you know, the, 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 you know, and, and they're going to look for, especially in these random attacks, you know, with the targeted attacks is one thing. They're, they're looking at, uh, you know, business portfolio and looking how they can, you know, what they could possibly get out of these big, you know, these big, uh, these big companies. Uh, but these random attacks on small, medium businesses, uh, uh, you've got to make yourself as you know as likely to not be vulnerable as possible. So make it make the other person be the one to get hit because uh, you were two steps ahead. Um, so by doing those types of things, it's uh, you know a, a big thing right now that's becoming popular with you know all types of email and and, and authentication in general is two-factor authentication. Um, and 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 the type of two-factor authentication you use is a big deal. Um, you know a lot of people are no yeah. So you know like. 
trying to think of something you get to your bank. Uh, maybe somebody's bank is texting you a text message with a code, a six-digit code. You know, you you got to get. We're going to send you a text. Not very, not very secure. Really? Um, those text traffic can be intercepted very easily with someone that knows what they're doing and and has like, access to your email account already, or they have something else. Yours. Those types of things can be easily. Um, but it's better than not having any multi-factor authentication in place. 100%. Yeah. So now you've made yourself, you know, you made yourself one layer, right? The people that don't have it at all are, are the ones that are going to get hit first. And when it has and even a text message would be a better thing. Yeah. Um, but one of the best ways for two-factor is using an authenticator app um, that is a, a totally, you know, randomly generated, no kind of a message being sent uh, across any kind of communication there. Um, you know, and there's several out there, Microsoft Authenticator, Google Authenticator, you can go down the list. Uh, um, those types of Authenticator apps are, are more secure than just a regular text message coming across asking you for So that. it's kind of like the analogy I think of is like I have at my house at home, right? I could have a, a security system that's linked to a service that's going to call the police if the alarm yeah. goes off or whatever, right? Yeah, fire department. Um, or I could just have maybe a some, just a local alarm and it's not hooked up or something. Or I could just have a dog, yeah. right? And the dog's going to bark, right? So if there's someone who's coming to look in, looking to rob a house, yeah. they're probably going to skip the house with the dog. Yeah. Because the dog's going to yeah. bark and make noise. Yeah. Why not just go to the next door neighbor's house who doesn't have a dog? Right. Correct. Right. Perfect so exactly. by having a multi-factor authentication system in place, yeah. that's kind of like the dog. Exactly. Right? It, now there's various types of dogs or other types of alarm yeah. systems or things you can get. Yeah. Cameras, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but having something in place. Exactly. Right? Yeah. No, I mean it could be something as simple as you know. I mean I've I. This is kind of an old thing, but you know, my dad known to put up a, a sign that says he has a security system. Yeah, but he yeah, yeah, yeah. You there you go. St- you want to stick it in front of your house that's yeah, protected by ADC or yeah, whatever yeah. it is, but you don't have one. Right. But if I'm if I'm the bad guy, right? Why not go next door where they don't have a sticker? Correct. Right? So Find yeah, that's the exact theology. You want to, you want to kind of push them to the person that isn't doing it. You don't want to be that person, so you want to be a step ahead. So um, two-factor authentication, password policies in general. Um, you know, I'm not sure where things are going to go in the next, you know, I'm, I, that's a very interesting thing to me is passwords just are inherently not secure. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know where this is all going to go in the future. You know, I don't think it's thumbprint. I don't know about the retina, but something else is going to change with this where um, passwords just aren't going to be the thing. But right now that that is still our, our best case. So mm-hmm. making them, you know, randomly changing those on a regular basis, making them, um, I think a lot of security firms have determined that, it's not the complexity as much anymore as the length. Right. So length is, you know, really? 13 versus a highly complex six character one. It, it, the 13 characters, they'd rather have you use all letters. Um, is that just because of the automation? Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah the more, more it's just the more random because it's automatically, yeah, searching. So the more numbers and more characters you have is the biggest uh, yeah. thing there. Um, it's it's killing me though. Yeah, no, it's, it's killing me. It's when I can put in like a Netflix password on the television or something. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like fifteen characters. Like oh my yeah. god, without a keyboard or anything. Yeah. No, I, I get it. So that's and, that's and, why I think this stuff is going to have to change at some point. Passwords are going to go away. Something else you have to replace it. But what's going to be that next big thing? I guess is is what everybody's got. Well, and I think it's interesting. Passwords. Um, it used to be like like years ago, right? Your your password. You, you were always like told, OK, you know, don't write it down and, you know, don't leave it on a sticky note on your computer. Right. Because you were worried about other people around you mm-hmm. physically <laughs> taking your password. Right. Yeah. But 
now, okay, you have to change your password every six weeks or every two months or whatever it is, and it gets hard to keep track of those uh -huh. passwords. For sure. So you have, like, sorry, but you, I have to write that down. No, I, guess. I have to keep a note of what my password is. But the thing is, I'm not really worried about people physically around me no, using anymore. my passwords. I'm worried about these cyber yeah. criminals from overseas or wherever they are hacking in. That's, right? a, that's a major difference. So you're asking me what changed in the last 25 you know, years I've been here. That would have been something 25 years ago. I'd say, you know, don't put it in that notebook next yeah. to your computer. Now, I, I, you know, that's that's maybe one of the safer, safer places. But that, yeah. that notebook can't be scanned. It can't be hacked. It, yeah. you know, a lot, now, if you lose it, that's one thing. But someone's got to be able to tra trace it back to you. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's what's making it tough. You know, the longer these are, it's harder for people to remember a 15 character password when you're changing it every you know, 45 days. Yeah. So people are most going to write it down or invest in a password app, you know, or something to that so effect. Are those garbage too then? It, no, they're they're good, but but you know, you're putting in, you know, your whole life's all your passwords yeah. into one app with one password that could somebody has that information. Yeah. yeah, you know, so now you're, you know, so no, there's very legitimate password applications out there for managing those types of things. There's whole services out there for that you yeah. can pay for it for managing passwords. Um, but that's why I think, you know, in, in in the future that, you know, if we're going to say where things are going to go in five years, I, I kind of hope. Yeah. Oh. And, and let me give you an example here. So to your point of the length of passwords and the types of characters, I'm looking at a chart right here and it talks about how quick if you have a, a password type yeah. breaker, um, it will take if you have a 10 care, 10 character uh, lowercase letter password. It could be 58 minutes. Something could break it, right? If you have 10 characters, but upper and lowercase letters, it's one month. Okay. If you have upper lowercase letters and a symbol, it's five years. Wow. Okay. When you go to upper and lowercase letters and symbols and you increase it to 12 characters, 34,000 years. Yeah, I'm money. <laughs> okay. So that extra character is like exponential. Yeah. Yeah. In the in a random yeah. code breaker yeah. type thing where it's trying yeah. to guess your password. So yeah, if you were asking me to give you know lowercase six characters or you know or or a um, 13 digit, yeah, it's a huge difference. Right. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So. Yeah. I just want to really quickly call Bank of America, my bank, who does not use multi-factor authentication, like through an app or whatever. They send you the text message to authenticate it. Well, same way. Come on, guys. Yeah. You're a billion-dollar organization here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my, I think my same. Yeah, way. I think. Well, I think you're. I mean, people are. Now, does your does change? Do they make you do it every time you log in? Every time. I, I Fifth Third Bank does not even make you do it every time. Really? Nope. Oh, I can log in with third. Any uh, now, maybe that's because it's maybe maybe from the your home machines or machines you use constantly. Maybe maybe that's, that's what it is. Or but like yeah, that, no, yeah. it doesn't do it every time, which I kind of don't like. Um, I would think that you know your bank that it would do it every time, no matter what machine you're on or where you're at. But no, yeah, that so, so yeah. Good, so so multi-factor authentication, yes. good long, nice strong passwords, passwords, password policies are important. You know how often you're changing them. Unfortunately, I know we all hate it, um, but. Um, but those things get put out on the black web and they sit out there and yeah. uh, some high school kid can go on there and use those to to open up accounts and do whatever with so um yeah the more you can you know more often you change them um and, and, and these things aren't extremes i mean we, like you said i mean we're, we're, we're talking to a small medium business group 
uh, we understand uh, you know how people are but you know you know that you know it's really hard to kind of go through that but um but you know 90 days uh, you know is is a, is, a, is a really good mix uh, that that would maybe help out you know drastically and keeping people you know writing it down and you know forgetting yeah. it or whatever so any other tips um other things i would i would say is like we talked about earlier was education uh, educating the employees um, and I'm not talking, you know, having to go to some, you know, IT security, IT <laughs> class, you know, and, uh, get overwhelmed. Uh, I'm talking something that the regular everyday person that's, you know, working in a business should just know the to do's and don'ts. Like a 30 minute, almost like a 30 minute uh, PowerPoint. Um, these are some key things that you need to be aware of and understand. Correct. Yeah. Examples. Um, showing them what, you know, to look for in a spoofing, you know, phishing email uh, message. Um, you know, you get that message, you know, putting in a policy, policies, educate, you know, the company putting in policies that, hey, you know, our accounts, you know, the receivable, we get a, uh, our accounts payable department gets a request for changing a, an account number for automatic payments for ACH. We place a phone call. We don't take the email and say, oh, they just decided to change their bank to this place. Yeah. No, right. we get on the phone and we call those people and talk, say, to, some, talk to someone and get a sign off from them. You know in some other way you know even if you're going back to old school stuff we're seeing people going back to requiring some of the facts over a, a, a something you know yeah. showing that it's you know that we're doing it but again it's a multi-factor yes yeah. uh, confirmation exactly right? don't just take one request and run with it try to get a second approval yeah, second or authorization approval. or confirmation yeah because that will usually open up a, a a conversation and multiple people then no we never did that you know this yeah. type of things no i don't think that's right or you know we're not changing a bank and next thing you know you you get you know this thing because these people are very smart and uh especially when it comes to email campaigning yeah. um, where they will watch your emails and see who you're emailing and vendors and customers that you're emailing on a regular basis to the point where they'll be able to create invoice numbers and be able to go back to the person and say hey remember invoice number this and this we're, we're you know you haven't paid it yet uh Please, what we're changed our we need to send it to this new draft you know this new account number wow. instead of the old one you know and uh so that you know the, all the numbers make sense to the payables girl or whatever and uh, uh and, and everything you mm -hmm. know looks jives the mounts are right the everything is right yeah um so that it looks like it's coming from them so um, is it like automated from there uh, or is it like no, usually no, there? there's usually somebody yeah really yeah wow. monitoring those things and starting that chain and knowing both and, and finding both ends of that communication the wow. customer and vendor vendor customer relationships Amazing. and watching both ends and getting one end of the of it hat so they can use that person's to talk to the other person then and do what they want to do. So those are very, yeah, no, and that's why your password for your email, um, something as simple as that gets out there. Um, they can start things and then those, right, even internally that they get a hold of yours and you're emailing me, it's an internal email. I think it's you. Yeah. Uh, so it's a lot less, lot less of that second thought where you do yeah, when you see it when somebody outside. Yeah. yeah, it's just, you just kind of take you it. Trust it. It. it is. Um, so that's those are definitely the education and, and company policies are, are very um, are very important and some of the you know very inexpensive and very uh, very easily to implement without costing a lot of money and a lot of overhead just putting a policy in place that you know we hire a new person these are the policies we go through when they when they get hired you know those types of it's things. almost like your 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 um, I mean it's education and that you're showing people. Uh, these are the types of things that are out there, and these are the things you some key things that you need to be aware of and be on the lookout for. But I think that also helps to explain to people why you have some of the precautions you have in place. Exactly. Like why you change your passwords, why you have to have multi-factor authentication and yeah. stuff. So they understand yeah. that it's not just because 
Keith, the IT guy, is a pain in the butt. Exactly. No, that's exactly it. No, it shows them why we're doing what we're doing, why they can't, you know, why we, why can't I just put my home computer on, on the network when I come in and listen to music, you know, through the company network? No, you you can't do that. Right. You know, we don't know what's on your home computer, right. who's, you yep. know, what's what your kids been doing on your home computer that yeah. you brought in. So, yeah, no, it, it definitely lets them kind of a little bit more knowledge that, that we're not just doing it to be the bad guys. <laughs> that's funny. I went about a year or two ago doing like a, went to the bank and I was a refinance or something. And they had asked for all these documents, you know, so I put them on a USB drive and I, <laughs> I took it to the bank and I was meeting with the guy and I go, I go, yeah, I go, every, everything you need's right on here. And it yeah, was me, he goes, yeah, I can't plug that into my computer. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Right. I go, I go, uh, I, yeah. I totally understand. I, I, but it never crossed my mind. As a, yeah. you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to make this really convenient yeah, for the for the bank yeah. and just give them all this stuff on this USB drive. But he kind of looked at me like, yeah, not a chance, <laughs> yeah. not going to happen, yeah. you know. Oh, uh, well, he 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 knew what he was doing then. Yeah, okay. right. And this was this was uh, a yeah. uh, quite a while yeah, ago. Yeah, that's been now. that's you know, and uh, you know, and we're seeing that you know, this stuff is already in place in most large businesses, right? And it's again, still things are occurring to them. You know, so the small businesses usually don't have any of this stuff in place. So, you know, an education so, program and, and not and this isn't the you know, this is something that unfortunately is something that we're all going to be living with for yeah. the foreseeable future. Like we just said, you know, jokingly, this ransomware going away. <laughs> um, but we also you know, this this stuff is going to evolve just like it has, like I said, for the last 25 years. So this isn't you educate once and you're done. This is a yearly Thanks. kind of thing an annual thing you should review and see what new stuff is out there and make yourself you know available there's plenty of forums there's a lot of things that you know a company can do themselves without having to you know pay to kind of just see what's the latest stuff there's plenty of information yeah. out there so why do you think a lot of these smbs don't implement this type of stuff is it is in my head i think it's because a lot of them are just sit back think and they're, they're thinking to themselves this can't happen to us right there it's all about large businesses right. who have a lot of money yeah, I mean, you think it's one of the main reasons? Yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah. I think so. It, it's easier, just like anything, right? I mean, um, but it know, probably uh, happens to SMBs yeah. more than the large companies. Yes, for sure. There's a, there's just a, a lot of it, you know, family environment. Uh, we know everybody that works here, you yeah. know, those types of mentality. Uh, we've been doing it for 100 years this way, and it's <laughs> always worked. Um, but then they don't think of all the things that have changed in the last 100 years that's, you know, making them more productive. Yeah. Because of the computer, you have the internet now. You have the internet now. <laughs> you are you're doing billing without with you know you're you're doing you know twenty times more volume with the same amount of people. How do you do that? Well, it's because of these computer systems that are in place that. But you need so now we got to protect them. Yeah. And, you know, and you're you know you're accepting things electronically. You don't have the people going and doing all the paperwork of scanning checks and you know yeah. it's all you know it's all this stuff that's automated. It's it's all this great stuff, right? That's how this all got here, right? We didn't just do this to create these, right? It was all because of making things more productive, making things easier. Yeah. Um, getting more things out of the uh, out of the computers and making it life on uh, people easier, um, so but then unfortunately, yeah. fortunately, people use that to our you know the bad people took it and always is right. Yeah. So let's say uh, we you know we tried our best, we put all these things in place, but um, you know Bob over in accounting was just having a bad day and he clicked on that link and it had introduced a. A virus, and we we he, was, we, he thought we, his Viagra order was we, in, we, right? He didn't right. track his yeah, tracking number. <laughs> <laughs> he had a and, tracking number for Viagra, <laughs> and and now we we were hit, and um, you know now our data is is corrupted, right? So 
How, what about backups? That's it. No, that's 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 the I guess uh, last last thing of protection. You know, last frontier. You want to call it how you want to say it. A protection for your for your network. Uh, if all these other fail safes, you know, don't work, having backup is is your uh, is your last thing. They can't they can't take those from you, um, especially if they're secured backups. Um, a backup on a USB thumb drive that's still in the server overnight that's been sitting in there for thirty days, probably not a good backup because they can encrypt that. They can do stuff to that backup as well. Now, a backup that's going off to a secure location like you know Microsoft Cloud, Azure backup, things like that, to where there's encryption in place and you got to have proper keys in order to get that data out of the system. Um, they're not going to be able to get up to there to encrypt your backups. Um, and, and this is just more than just even encryption. I mean, right? These, these, you know, you we've had several, you know, over the, over the years, you know, 25 years I've done this, had a couple of fires at customers where these things would have been, um, you know, the same kind of thing, right? Yeah. You're just doing it for different reasons now, and it's becoming a bigger thing than just a flood or a, a fire. Um, you're doing this for um, these virtual people that can just yeah. get in from anywhere at any time. So, so cloud backups. Now, am I? do i back up am i backing up like my whole server so that if my server something happens i like can just like restore to a virtual server or am i restoring like my actual data like my database and my files this is all this is all a la carte and depending on your company's needs i guess i would say um what you can live with as a company um maybe the 100 user uh 200 million dollar company would say that you know we have to have backup in four hours respond you know we got to be back up our system has to be back up now they would need a higher you know yes they would want a disaster recovery in the cloud sitting there that could be spun up as soon as that network went down uh, that we could have them back up now maybe you have mom and pop five fuser company you know a couple hundred gig of data says you know we could we we're probably good you know if as long as we know we have our data we're mm -hmm. probably good to be able to say let's maybe back up only weekly to the cloud and maybe we only back up our data the stuff we can't recreate we can install new program of quickbooks yeah. or nav or whatever it may be that they're running as a small business uh, but they can't get that data back and so there so there's definitely different ways you can do this depending on your needs and your financial i mean yeah. And obviously it's um, like, you know, for Microsoft Azure backup, it's all based on that volume of data and the frequency of your backups, right? Correct. So just to make, you know, make clear. So if I, a smaller company and I'm just backing up my ERP database and like maybe some, a shared network drive up to a cloud, that's obviously going to be much, cost me much less per month Correct. than say a full disaster recovery plan where I can just within a couple hours, have some servers fully up and operational. Yeah, right? this is the, that's why this is definitely not. There's no cookie cutter uh, price or, or option you can give because everybody's going to be different, and it doesn't always go off of um, you know how big customer company is by employees or how big their data is. It may you know just is a personal thing. Some people uh, would maybe take it a lot more seriously and want to be able to. No, we can't. I don't care how big you know. So it's really a personal thing, and a company has to set those expectations, and we got to we got to be able to tell them that as well. So hey. Just because we have these doesn't mean that you're going back to the yesterday or an hour ago. No, you're gonna you got these, and at this price, you're gonna be back to maybe last week. But is last Saturday a big deal compared to never? If you didn't right. have anything, yeah. So that's where you got to weigh that cost and say, okay, yeah, no, we could make up a week's work and we make weeks of data. Yeah, um, not a big deal. There's one trend that I've definitely seen, and that's this: of 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 all of the companies I've seen where they're, they have gotten, you know, they're victimized by one of these types of attacks. 
in almost every single case, they didn't have any or many uh, yeah. procedures or protocols in place up front. But after they got back up and running, all of I think they implemented all those things yes. that you mentioned. Yeah. yeah, no, it's very common. It's almost, I haven't seen one that, you know, we've seen that hasn't went that way. You learn from your mistakes. Exactly. So, you're not, so, you got me once, you're not going to do it twice yeah. kind of thing, you know, I mean, I got but man, you just, you, you just got to go do it, right? I yes. mean, you just need to make sure you're protected before yeah. it happens. Yeah. yeah. Now it's just like, you know, it's not going to be the thing of, you know, uh, you know, if it's, it's just be when. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's a matter of time where every company is going to get hit, and and it just depends on to what level. You know what I mean. And uh, yeah. you know, um, having some of these things that we talked about, like you know, I don't know if we talked, I don't think we brought it up, but like you know, the you know, it's not the everyday thing anymore. Just having you know some Norton antivirus on your computer that's you know running some old school functionality. There's a lot newer cutting edge AI threat protection that you can that is learning things, not going off of a database of. Well, these threats were out here two hours yeah. ago. Well, these are all zero day kind of thing. These are happening on the fly that some guy's writing code and throwing them on your system. So you got to have a system in place and something like that, um, you know, that can learn on the fly as well would, would help. And maybe you do get, you know, you, you know, maybe you do get infected or you do get hit, but it stops it before it gets really far. Yeah. So it goes, oh, you know, you know, you know, before it gets really bad. So there's there's all those layers are just making it a little bit harder on them and, and putting one more roadblock in their way where maybe they just say, you know what, I'm going to go to this guy. I got nothing. <laughs> you know, it's wide open and easy to get to. All right. Let me ask you a question. So this being a business central podcast and whatnot and you being the IT professional specialist yeah. that you are, um, what do you think is more secure? on-premise or, or, or cloud software? Yeah, I looked at this question that you gave me for a while when I was uh, writing down my answer to it, or at least what I could think. And uh, I think it's definitely changed, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I guess, mentality, right? Uh, you get stuck in your ways, you, uh, over time, you do things, you know, I've been doing on-premise stuff forever, and we've seen the benefits of going cloud over time, and, you know, everybody adapts and sees the benefits and the negatives. Um, and so I think, you know, there's, there, you know, I think there's benefits and positive and negatives to this. You know, there's, I don't think there's an answer I'm going to give. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> but like you guys are going to want where I'm going to say the cloud is definitely the way to go or on-premise is the way to go because it really depends on the company yeah. that's implementing that, right? I mean, if you're a company that's not going to take things seriously with your on-premise stuff and just yeah. let things roll, like we kind of talked about where people just think I'm not going to get hit, I'm not going to hit, yeah. then a SaaS, you know, online, you know, business central on, you know, host Office online. 365. Yes, all, that's all perfect for you, right? Yeah. Microsoft's taking care of it. Um, it's getting all updates on a regular basis. There's backups being done for you. Um, so it gives you a lot of that sense of um, feeling safe, right? Yeah. Without, you know, like, hey, you know, I don't have to worry about that stuff. Um, but, um, but again, then now you're, now you're going, you know, back to, you're, you are relying on them, yeah. So Microsoft to, to as well to make sure that they're doing what yeah. they say they're doing and that, that there are no vulnerabilities. Um, you know, like like something like this um, exchange attack that we just were talking about, the one with the uh, what is it called, hafnium? Yeah. Um, that we talked about. Uh, it's a perfect example of something that changed my mentality. Um, maybe a year ago, I said you're on premise. You can turn yourself off. You can do a lot. Of, you know, have your debt out on somewhere you don't know where it is or who can get to it. Um, maybe on premise. A year ago, I mean, would have said that. Now, after this this happened, uh, it woke up woke me up to the fact that in all the press releases and all the documentation from Microsoft on the fixes and what systems were affected, 
It affected everything from Exchange 2019 back to 2010 on premise. Yeah. And a note on the bottom that said Exchange Online was not affected by this. Yes. So that kind of went to me. Okay. So, so they're, they're, they're exactly there's, you know, um, you know, nothing was required there. Um, so it, it is, it is a constant thing, but there are going to be companies that you're just, you know, that, that on-premise just makes sense for. Yeah. Right. I mean, and, uh, but for the medium, small businesses, I think it's, it's that curve is switching. You know, it, it's funny that you weren't able to give like a definitive answer because when I, when I was writing this question down to ask you, you know, a year or so ago, like you're saying, you know, I remember you talking about, you know, uh, on-premise being a little bit more secure. And then recently you had said, you gave an example of uh, email hacking, right? When a lot more Office 365 accounts get hacked, yeah. but it's only one account that gets hacked as opposed to when they hack it on your server, your entire server gets hacked yeah. and all the information with yeah. it. So. We, we had, and I'll talk Business Central specifically. Um, I, I think, I, I, I tell people, you know, especially in the small to mid size. So when you get up upper mid market, they have a big staff of people and they take all this stuff very seriously. Maybe it's different, but at the smaller uh, side of scale, um, I, I think it's like, wait, so you think you're going to um, take better care of this and put better precautions in place than Microsoft is going to be putting in place if you're running Business Central online? Right. Like now they're like, well, uh, is my data backed up? It's like, yes. <laughs> right? Like, they, they, well, how do I know my backups are getting? It? It's like your backups are getting yeah. done. I said, now there's a policy, I think, with Business Central, you can actually pick a restore point at any point within the past 30 days yeah, sure. and restore your Business Central data back to that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, very few, it's if any of our older yeah. NAV Dynamics customers on premise, set went through the trouble to set up that level of yeah of, and that ease of, an right. ease yeah. of restorability yeah. of their data you know microsoft's spending more than a billion dollars a year on, on, on security and, and backups and whatnot so unless you're spending the same yeah. you're so i guess probably i, I guess this chance. kind of leads into my next thing we're not trying to you know go either way again with this but staying on the fence <laughs> in that and i want to put that out there for anyone listening that office 365 um, data is not backed up. Everybody thinks their data is on Office 365. My email is safe. It's backed up by Microsoft. It is not backed up. Really? If you want to go back to a year and or someone gets into your account and hacks your stuff and deletes all your email, it is not backed up. Microsoft can get it back for you to a point in time, but there's no guarantee that they're going to get everything back to you in a timely manner. Can you pay extra for the backup or no? There is. Yes. Always. Always exactly. something there, catch. But I just wanted to throw out there because everybody just assumes when they're on the cloud that everything's being backed up just like, right? I mean, that's yeah. that should be an assumption that should be made. And I think even us as IT people thought that was the assumption, right? It's it's out there. It's it's on your system. It's not going to go down. It's not going to go away like, you know, like it would if it was on our system. If they get encrypted or hacked, they're going to have all your data and restore it back. Right. But if you just had a particular thing where you had a legal um, – lawsuit that you had to go back and find some emails that you deleted or, or got rid of five years ago that is not going to be oh, see, I, I wouldn't assume that yeah. they did back yeah. that up yeah like that. so i just want to throw would, that out there for people because that's something that a lot of times people just say well you know it's on the cloud see i host got to be backed up what's backed up i would assume but it's not for auditing not for historical backups where you can go back and find right. things from exactly. several years ago yeah. and there are things out there because we were having a lot more companies because right i mean 
how much business being done over the phone anymore where you can record a conversation yeah. compared to email, right? I mean, I'm signing off on a $100,000 deal. I'm sending you an email back and authorizing it with a yeah. PO, right? Mm-hmm. Or PO number maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so it's all through this communication. So something goes awry and any of those communications, right? So there, there are things out there for auditing and logging and archiving and for HIPAA, all these types, you know, PCI compliance, certain things that require that you have that history uh, for seven years or whatever it is. So Yeah, it's very important. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, what, 15 years or maybe 20 years ago now, I guess. Yeah, that, that authorization was a physical signed contract, yeah. a piece of paper got that it. got FedExed or faxed yeah. over. And then you took that piece of paper and you put it in a file cabinet exactly. in, a, in a folder. Yeah. somewhere but now that's not happening and then everybody used to talk about well, what if our building burns down what are we going to do with all that we had to get this all on a computer yeah, yeah. right and now we're dealing with a different part <laughs> yeah of, right we're dealing with a little different part of the yeah. problem what's going to be there to i think that my takeaway is it's 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 a it's a it's a cost of doing business frankly yes now if if you want to protect your company or invite your data right it's just it's it's a and it doesn't have to be a significant cost no. But it is a cost that you need these things in place to make sure that you're protected as much as possible. And, so, and Microsoft is seeing seeing their shortcomings in certain areas, and they're making those things available to people at a, a better, you know, a, a, those regular security features available. In the past, those were additional add-ons, so nobody did it, right? They just took, well, what the game has got to be good enough, right? Well, no, you had to add them on. Well, they're making some of those things like multi-factor, base multi-factor available as part of the base packages. Um, yeah, because everybody's seeing this, affecting everybody. This isn't just, you know, it's negative for anybody anybody to say that, hey, my office account got hacked. Um, it doesn't look good on Microsoft or anything like that. So they want to try to eliminate these things and, and put these things in place as well. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very fine, fine line. All right. All right. So, before we wrap this up real quick, we're going to do the uh, five question speed round segment. Usually it's five questions, but Keith, since you're special, it's seven, oh, seven questions. I'm going to blast through it real fast. Yes or no questions. If you if yes, it's a yes, non-yes or no answer, uh, you get a, you get blasted. Come on. Yeah. I wrote down Lily. Yes, yes or no. All right. Yes or no. no Everybody <laughs> knows the rules. <laughs> yes or no. Well, have you set it straight? Because I had ones I had add-ons. So, all right, let's do the, it. The assumption with this is crazy. <laughs> all right. Number one, do you see a future where artificial intelligence will be able to block cyber threats? Yes. Number two, will the Chicago Bears have a win-loss record better than 8-8? Eight eight? Yes. Number three, are you a certified SonicWall security administrator? Yes. Number four, can having cybersecurity measures in place bring down your insurance rates? Yes. Ooh. Number five, will the greatest team ever, the Chicago Cubs, make the playoffs this season? Yes. <laughs> Number six. In your opinion, are organizations doing enough to secure themselves from cybersecurity attacks? No. And last but definitely not least, number seven, should every organization implement cybersecurity protection at the gateway level? Yes. All right. All right. There you have it. Well, uh, stay tuned. We'll talk about uh, KumaVision in our next app segment. So, Keith, thanks a lot for joining us. We, we truly appreciate Thank it, you, Keith. Thank I enjoyed you. my Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's, yes. It's, uh, it, it is history, and I'm, yeah. I'll go grab another one. Shortly. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Fun. All right. Talk to everybody later. As we end today's podcast, we want to give a big thank you to everyone who listens, shares this podcast, and leaves us reviews. You've taken a good amount of your time out of your day, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, don't be afraid to email us at marketing at dot with your tips for the podcast, or maybe you'd even like to be a guest during an episode.